specifically. I wanted to get that on there. <laughs> hey, hello, everyone. I'm G-Man. That there's T-Money. Welcome to the March 2nd Father, Son, and Holy Sport weekly podcast. The NFL Scouting Combine begins this week. All the teams need to be cap compliant by the start of the league in just two weeks away. Coaching staffs, agents, and players have been meeting this week in Indianapolis, baby. Indies where it's going down. Talking rosters and trades and seeing some people run the 40, T-Money. Hey, lots going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Excited, excited. You're out there in the Midwest. I'm out here in the Clophis in San Francisco, where a lot of these new young West coaches Coast. aren't going to the Combine anymore. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, some of these guys have said they're not going, but exciting time for us fans to watch and see who just dominates athletically on another level. Well, Sean McVay doesn't have to go. He doesn't have any any picks. Yeah, I'm just exactly. kidding, but just kind of, uh, you know, little joke there. <laughs> but hey, top six fastest 100-yard dashes. You want to see the fastest guys run? Tomorrow at 4 p.m., three of the top six. Sunday at 2 p.m., maybe you're open then. This is Eastern. The other three fastest hundred yard dashes. So, hey, guess who the fastest? Uh, sorry, not hundred, forty yard dash. Guess who the fastest forty yard dash ever at the combines was? Well, when you look at the tape, it looks like Chris Johnson, but the real fastest was an eventual Bengal drafted wide receiver, John Ross, out of Washington. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I love that. And you know it's time, team money. Four two two. Four two two is right. Team Come on, money. Why, why are you not on ESPN, man? I'm that's telling a great you. question. Whoever's listening, put in a petition for me. <laughs> and if you don't do that, ladies and gentlemen, hey, just press the like and subscribe. We yes, love please. that too. <laughs> we appreciate the support. Hey, I'm G Man. I got team money here with me, bringing you football energy with the March second edition of the NFL Rundown. It's a special segment of the Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network and brought to you by our friends at OneWise IQ. Hey, team, let's talk about some of these coaching hires today. And I want to start off with the Bears, man. The okay. Bears bring in Matt Eberfluss, a 51-year-old, coming from the Colts. What do you think, man, in terms of that coaching hire? Do you love it, like it, or hate it? I hate it. Hate it, Ooh. hate it, hate it. What was the best part about the Bears team the past three, four years? It's their defense. Their defense doesn't need help right now. It's their offense. And what's your number one priority as a franchise right now if you're the Bears? And that's just Fields. Justin Fields is what you needed to go out and get a new offensive coach for. Matt Nagy was not cutting it. And the offense was struggling and it struggled under Mitch Trubisky too. When the defense was still elite, getting that team to the playoffs with Akeem Hicks and all those boys. All right. They have Khalil Mack. They have a great defense. That's not where they need help. The problem is a lot of these young guys get these defensive head coaches and then they get good OCs and they have one good year. And that OC gets hired as a head coach and he's gone. Right. Now you're just constantly on the hamster wheel of learning new offenses. Nobody yeah. was looking for this guy. No one was going to hire Matt Eberfluss from the Colts other than the bears. I'm not sure why they did it, 
They didn't need him and they didn't address their number one priority. Well, I don't know if I totally agree with that, but I like your points, T-Money, but uh, the Colts did have a good defense. He did a good job. He can bring that to it. And they bring in Luke Getze, who is the quarterback uh, that coached Aaron Rodgers for LaFleur. So he's coming in with that, you know, I'm able to coach, you know, a future Aaron Rodgers kind of thing for Justin Fields. So can Getze, along with Eberflus, do it? So for that reason, I like it. And also, the other reason I like this is they got a shot of winning this division if they can pick up that offense a little bit because Green Bay loses Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. I don't think he's staying. And the Bears have a shot at maybe winning this division. All right. I I mean, I guess – you're looking best case scenario here. And I, I feel like I'm more of a realist. And well, like I better said, better than Matt Nagy, let me tell you that. I'm just saying that the QB coach for Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need an offensive coordinator, let alone a QB coach. He's already an MVP with or without whoever the hell this offensive coordinator that the Colts just hired is. So that's my point is you didn't address the offense, the defense was unnecessary. Congrats on being good at the Colts where the Colts already had a good defense and you being there was probably unnecessary. So I just think like, what have you really done? I'm sure he's a nice guy. And I'm going to preface that. I'm sure all these guys are nice guys. Okay. Cause I'm going to tear into a lot of them, but I don't think you address the number one priority. Well, I like the move. I like the move, getting rid of Nagy, bringing this definitely guy in is definitely a step up. And if Rogers leaves, these guys are going to be in contention. So overall, G-Man likes it. All right. All right. Well, let's move on to Denver. What do you think about their new head coach, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, mm. coming from Aaron Rodgers again in Green Bay? Do you like it, love it, or hate it? I like it. I like it. And if Aaron Rodgers comes to Denver, I'm going to love it, T-Money. This would make Denver Super Bowl relevant. So mm-hmm. bringing in this team here that's connected to Aaron Rodgers, they're trying to make a move here to get Rodgers to come on by because they got all of the other pieces. They bring in Rodgers. This thing's going to fly. Yeah, I like Nathaniel Hackett coming in. They got a new offensive coordinator uh, that can come in here. And with Hackett, I like it. What do you think of it? I don't, I, I, I love it. Let, let me, first, oh. I'm on the fence here, right? I love it if he gets Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's me great. Too. I love it if you get Aaron Rodgers. If you don't, I hate it. Because once again, you brought in a guy here. And look, I give Denver credit, and this is where I might like it. They didn't need a good defense. They had a good defense. They didn't need to bring in a DC as their head coach. So they went after a guy who's been an OC for a successful quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. But a lot of time, especially Denver right now, your goal is to get Aaron Rodgers. Worst case scenario, who's your quarterback? Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater? Well, who would you compare those guys to? Maybe Blake Bortles? Maybe Tyrod Taylor? Well, that's who Nathaniel Hackett had when he was the OC at the Jags and the Bills, and they both had atrocious offenses when he was the OC without a legendary quarterback. So I just want to preface it with, like, it's all great when everyone has Patrick Mahomes. It looks awesome when Tom Brady is your quarterback. But if you don't have Aaron Rodgers, Nathaniel Hackett, I don't know if I love you or like you. 
Well, I think they're making the moves. They're getting younger. They're bringing in some new talent. They got the Rams secondary coach, uh, Ivaro. He also could go there. So they're bringing in a lot of great guys. They're trying to recruit Rodgers and bring him in because I'm telling you, Matt Rodgers is not staying. I don't know what he's going to do. He could retire. But I'm saying that they're making the moves. They're being aggressive, and I like that. They're not going to win this division. I mean, it, I don't care if they get Rodgers or not. They're not winning this division. Kansas City still got this division. Uh, the Denver could probably pass the other guys. Okay. Okay. Hey, let's go on to Vegas, man. Same division. Same division. Uh, they bring in Josh McDaniels. 45. He's only 45. Uh, what do you think, man? Do you love it, like it, or hate it? Josh McDaniels, I hate. I hate it. I'm over. I'm over this Josh McDaniels is a genius. Trait. That's what it seems like he's been around forever, but the guy's only like, 45. I know. And he's and look, he already went to Denver and was not good. And maybe that's because he got it young. He was in his 30s, young guy, not ready to be a head coach. Then he flaked on the Colts. He was yeah. in on on the tarmac in Indy and rebutted, <laughs> you know, rebuked this. I'm going to be your head coach. Yeah. I mean, I would think he would have been off waiting to it at the Patriots and waiting for Bill to retire, but I'm just sick of him getting all the attention because Tom Brady happened to be his quarterback. Tom Brady's proven he can go to anyone and now win a Super Bowl. So who's Josh McDaniels? Like Brady just went down and dominated with a different OC. The Raiders were already a playoff team. Why are you bringing in a gamble of a guy who was unsuccessful as a head coach one and a half times if you count the Colts? I think you could have just gone with a guy that was a solid hire and someone everyone could rally around. They didn't need offense. This is another thing. What are your needs? You have Derek Carr, maybe a top 12 guy in the league. You don't need an OC, some guru of an OC because you, you know, have a young QB or you don't have someone in place. You need a defensive they, guy on the Raiders. They're they giving up the most pass yards. They, they're giving up the most pass yards in the NFL basically the past couple of years. I just I hate it. I'm off the McDaniels train to begin with, and I don't think they addressed a need. Hey man, I'll tell you what I do. I love it, man. I Ooh. love this one. I think it's going to be successful. The Raiders, can they contend? They were 10 and 7 this year. Uh, this is a step up, in my opinion, for this team. Step up. They got McDaniels to come in. They got GM Dave Ziegler, exactly. former Belichick's director of player personnel. So oh. they're bringing these two guys. And now you've got McDaniels, who's had tremendous success on offense. Outside of a couple of years, he's always had a top 10 offense built around the run but a passing attack that focuses on what? The slot receiver and the tight end. Who's the slot receiver? Renfro, you know who yeah. it is. Yeah. Your man Renfro. And who's the tight end? Waller. Okay. It used to be uh, Edelman and Grankowski. Now it's going to be Renfro and Waller. He knows how to put those resources together and move the offense down the field. I think he's going to be successful in his second run here at the coaching job. And All I'll right. tell you what, the Colts made a step mistake, man, getting Reich in there instead of McDaniels because Reich is not good. 
He'll probably be gone after this year. Let's be honest. But hey, I kind of agree with you with that. You know, he's got the right scheme. He was definitely hired because Ziggler, Ziggler was his college roommate. I'm almost certain. Uh, or, or, you know, when they first started at the Patriots, they were both low, low level interns, basically on the Patriots. So they're really good friends. So I'm pretty huh. sure when the GM was hired, he's like, look, I'm hiring McDaniels. That's who it's going to ah. be. So it was kind of okay. a package deal with those guys. So good. Well, so GMs we'll see. like to bring in their coach. So, yeah, yep, all right, I yep. like that. So, you know, let's move on to the next coach here. And that's <laughs> Dolphins' new head coach, Mike McDaniel, second McDaniel here. What do you think? Like it, love it, or hate it? I got to go hate on this one, man. Hate this one. The former 49ers offensive coordinator, a little bit young here at 38. I mean, they're trying to get someone in there that can relate to Tua. Uh, you know, I just don't, I just don't think it's a step up. Is he better than Flores? No. Is San Fran's offense that good? Not really. Has Trey Lance developed? No. So what's this guy bringing to the game? I don't know, man. He's going to pick up a great resource in Waddle that he can use like Debo. So he can do the Debo thing with Waddle. That'll work. Uh, but I just think overall, I hate it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on the borderline with you. I had hate it written down at the beginning for a lot of the same reasons you have, um, but I'm going to go like it. Like, look, who the hell is this guy? I have no idea who this guy is. Like, he's come out of the woodwork. In, I think 15 years ago, he was in like finance or something. Like, supposedly, though, everyone talks highly about this guy. Yeah. Everyone, every article you read, every quote from every coach, son, yeah. he's some genius. Right? I know. So yeah. Sean McVay, this guy, LaFleur, and Kyle Shanahan were all on the same team together in Washington when they were coaching for the Redskins a few years back. And everyone said that this guy was the smartest guy in the room, supposedly. All of them have been <laughs> quoted saying that, which is insane. <laughs> Now, everyone's looking for the next Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, these 30-year-old coaches. He's only 38. but So let's take a chill pill on this guy being the next genius. Like he's been a coordinator <laughs> for one year. A coordinator for one year. Right. So I but you have a feeling. Like I said I, I hate it. Well, the only reason I like it is because everyone in the NFL seems to love him. So I'm trying to get drugged that way. And I have a feeling that this guy's going to come bite me in the ass soon because they have a pretty decent team. And if he is some offensive genius that they think, like maybe he gets two a go and I don't know. Two is probably farther along than Trey Lance. You know, who knows? Yeah. But I, I just look at the whole picture. Is he better than Flores? I mean, they, they kind of just mess this whole thing up, man. I don't know if they're in a better spot than they would have been. Hey, they ended up nine and eight. Uh, they got to get past New England and Buffalo to contend here. I just don't see this guy stepping them up against those other teams. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, man, let's go to the last one here. Last one on the board here for these coaches. Love it, like it, or hate it. Let's go down to Texas. And let's talk about Houston, man. Lovey Smith coming in, 63 years old. Gets the job from the staff onto the head coaching spot. Houston coaching hire. Do you love it, like it, or hate it, T-Money? Hate it. Congratulations on hiring David Culley 2.0. All right. <laughs> 
it's you just hired the same damn guy. I guess he has a better resume because obviously he's won a Super Bowl or been to a Super Bowl. Um, been to, but yeah, yeah, been to. But you just fired David Coley and you hired a guy that's just as old and is a defensive guy and supposedly like this kind of CEO like guy, been around the NFL forever. I mean, he's not your long term <laughs> answer, he turned 64 already. Like what? Oh yeah. You have, you plan on having him and Deshaun Watson paired for the next 15 years. No, that's not happening. (laughs) And speaking of Deshaun Watson, the year before David Coley got there, Deshaun Watson won four games with the Texans that season led the league in passing and won four games. So he played well. David Coley had maybe the worst roster in the league and a rookie starting most of the season at quarterback in Davis mills, who was drafted in the third or fourth round. He won four games. With the, the worst roster we've seen in a long time, everyone in the locker room supposedly liked him. I thought this was a bad move because you don't know what's going on with the Deshaun Watson situation. You know, like pairing head coaches with your quarterbacks long term. I thought David Coley, the guys rallied around, give him another year or two. They're just jumping from head coach to head coach right now. And I just don't think it was a smart move. I, I thought you could have stuck with Coley. He deserved it. And I, I think he just hired the same guy back to back. Well, I see why you're saying what you're saying. I'm not, uh, I, I'm agreeing with everything that you just pointed out there. I, I can say that, but I'm going to go to like it. I'm going to go like it. I definitely don't hate it. I think he's going to bring some experience. He's been to the Super Bowl. He has won. The guy's going to bring, you know, that leadership, hopefully, to this team. It definitely will bring leadership to this team. You know, I've heard him speak, man, in Columbus, Ohio. The guy's a man of faith. He puts it right out there. He's very humble. But don't mistake that for weakness, man. The guy's strong. He was a defensive coordinator, yes, but he also was a great play caller. So this guy could be a really nice leader of this team. I'm going to say I like it. All right. I get it. I get it. I don't hate the guy. I just think, like, he's probably going to win four games because the roster's so bad. So, like, was it an upgrade? Like, that's what yeah. my point is, is why are you jumping right now? Like, you don't change coaches until you're kind of on the cusp of about to break through, is my point, right? You just change coaches when you're on the down. And if Deshaun Watson comes back, are is he going to be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to get in the room with Lovey Smith? Like, I just think that's not what he's looking for. And you could have waited. I just, It doesn't – they need talent. They don't need coaching. That's what they need. This division's interesting. You got Tennessee was 12 and five. They probably should be back up there again. You got the Colts who ended up nine and eight, missed the playoffs. Do they fall back? You got the Texans at four and 13 and the Jags at three and 14. Which one of those teams, Houston or Jacksonville, you know, is going to pick up and move up and maybe contend in this thing? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I think a lot depends on Deshaun Watson's case. Uh, coming down the pipe here soon. But uh, yeah, the division is kind of wide open. So we'll see. We'll see. Hey, we hope you love the NFL rundown. It's a special segment brought to you by Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network. If you're interested in being a guest on our NFL rundown segment, reach out to us. The show is sponsored by Woundwise IQ. It's a patented mobile analytics software app that automatically measures and analyzes chronic and surgical wounds. And it's used by Leading physicians and nurses caring for people with wounds. Just download the app from the App Store. You're ready to go. Learn more 
at RoomWiseIQ.com. Okay, hey, if you love the show, press a like and subscribe. Look for our other shows and segments and clips where you play your podcasts and look up our website. You can buy merchandise. Check us out, FatherSonAndHolySport.com. T-Money combines this week, baby. CT Money and G-Man running the 40. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go. All right, man, we'll see you. Hey, I'm G-Man. I have T-Money here with you, bringing you sports energy with the March 2nd edition of the Chug and Chant. It's a special segment of the Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network. And hey, do us a favor, press the like and subscribe. All right, hey, let's go up to the San Francisco rooftops and see Cousin Randy for another one of his big Chug and Chants. Hey, what's going on? It's Cousin Randy on this week's Chugging Chant up on the San Francisco rooftop. I'm going to the other coast this week. Let's get this beer down, and then I'll tell you who I'm coming for. Woo! All right. New York, coming for you. The San Fran on the east. You know it. Cousin Randy, Brian Dable, watch out, new head coach. You ain't going anywhere this year. And that's why you got to trade Saquon Barkley. You got to cut ties. I know he's an immense talent, but he's only got a thousand yards over the past three years. He's too injury prone. You can get off his $7 million. He might be able to fetch a little pretty penny for him. Call up the Bills. They'd love an elite running back. You go get him traded. You save a little room. Daniel Jones, clear house. You're not going anywhere this year. Get rid of that guy. It's time to move on from Saquon Barkley. I love you. Quadzilla, Saquon, it's not your fault. You're too injury prone. But Brian Dable needs a fresh start. Daniel Jones is horrible. He ain't going anywhere behind that horrible offensive line. Time to trade Saquon Barkley. I know it's your boy, G. But what do you think? And you too, T. And ho, hey. Cousin Randy, man, you know that I yeah. love Saquon. I'm glad that you said oh. G-Man loves him because I do. And I know I can tell Cousin Randy loves him too, T-Money. Oh, yeah? Saquon. I knew this would take I think you off. loved by everybody. I think everybody feels for him. Uh, so it's a tough situation. If you look at his stats, you'd say, okay, this guy's you know injury prone. Uh, but if he breaks out, everybody's going to say, oh, no, I knew he was going to break out. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I think the hardest thing about this, if I was the Giants, is I invested such a high draft pick in this guy that it's going to be tough to, and you know how talented he is, it's going to be tough to trade him away. I, I, I totally get where Cousin Randy's coming from, but man, if I'm the Giants, are you going to let that guy walk out $7 million for what could be a, a top three running back talent in the league is pretty right. cheap, and then you can right. franchise tag him. You know, if I was them, I might let him play it out and then franchise tag him because you franchise tag him. You're not long term with the guy. You, you can see if he can stay healthy for a second year. Um, but let me say this. There's plenty of teams on the cusp that need a running back. I mean, the Bills, like he said, they're they're hungry for a decent running back. The Dolphins. I mean, there's a couple of teams that just you just think off the top of your head like, oh, my God, if they had a, a, any sort of running game, they would be legit. So uh, I, I just think there's definitely a market out there where you could probably, you could maybe squeeze a third rounder out of someone um, for an injury prone Saquon. Hey, if he gets back to those levels he was at, this guy is going to be unbelievable. I know. Would you risk that for 7 million? Hey, uh, 2018, little stat for you, you probably remember this. 
2018, number one fantasy running back was Barkley. He had 385 yep. fantasy points in 16 games, which was more than Jonathan Taylor had this past season in 17 games. Do you believe that? Yeah. That's how I mean, good he was. He's elite. Rookie. He's elite, man. That's why it's so hard to let him go. But I'm telling you, let's say he ends the season healthy. Are you, as a GM of the Giants, giving that guy a long-term deal? And if, well, if, I don't if know. If do we need to talk long-term deal yet? No, I need well, to I'm see just a, saying uh, that's what you got to think about, though. That's why you would trade him. Out of him. That's why you would trade would him. That's why you would. I'm just saying it. Hey, he has a great season. He does he duplicates his rookie year, but you know he could get injured again next year because he's so injury prone i would i think i might have to agree with cousin randy i would trade him but i would hate it but i no. I, I think i'd trade him no i'm not trading him. i'm not trading him. uh <laughs> yeah i mean not, nobody knows what's going to happen and if he no. goes off those giants fans will hang that guy by the treetops joe shown joe shown don't try to be cool man because those giants fans will have you hanging from the rafters if you let Saquon go and he tears it up, don't make the mistake, man. I like Randy saying, get rid of Jones, though. Let's rebuild this thing because he's holding them back for sure. Uh, there's a lot of things. On the they didn't the pick Giants, up his fifth but... year, so he'll be gone after this year. Well, if the Giants are going to trade Barkley, it's supposed to happen soon because all the teams have to be, you know, the cap has to be compliant by March 16th. So yeah, the word is if something happens, it happens in the next two weeks. Yep, I could see it happening, uh, you know, I, or maybe closer to the draft with teams that have the cap space. Like the Dolphins, I think, have like 30 million in cap space. So they're already cap compliant. So I think that like teams like that that are already under the cap, you can look for closer to the draft. Giants are 12 million over the cap. Barkley's guaranteed 7 million. Uh, so you save seven if you trade him. Uh, they wouldn't save any money by cutting him, but they'd save money by trading him. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Uh, so, hey, we hope you love the Chung and Champ from Cousin Randy and T-Money. And it's a special segment brought to you by Father, Son, and Holy Sport Podcast Network. If you're interested in being a sponsor of the Chug and Champ or a guest chugger up there on the rooftops with Randy, let us know, man. If you love the show like we love you, press the like and subscribe. You can find all of our segments where you play your podcast and look for our website, fathersononholysport.com. On behalf of T-Money, I'm G-Man. We'll see you next week. All right. Peace.